More talented recruits are joining the Utah football program, but what will they bring to the team? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. My name is JT Wisterson. We thank you for listening to our podcast. If you are listening to this, as a reminder, you can catch Lockdown Utes on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. This is your first time listening. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We are on our way to 1,000 and 100 subscribers, I believe. I would think we're at 1,070. I'm trying to remember. I haven't checked uh, since the weekend, but uh, I, that, either way, make sure you guys like and subscribe to our show. And on today's show, we're talking a lot of recruiting. There's, we haven't been able to talk recruiting in a while because we've had so much media rights news and other things uh, going on. I wanted to get to a little bit. And uh, now we have a great opportunity here to talk about some of the recent players that have joined the Utah football program. And uh, let's, we're going to be talking about two players that committed to the team and also a third who could be committing to the team in our final segment. So, Let's get into it. First guy we got to talk about is Sammy Hunter, a three-star corner out of Chandler, Arizona, committing to Utah. He's 5'10", 174, and it came down to Utah versus Iowa State, but he decided to stay west. And as just for Utah or Iowa State, I think Utah's the logical choice here right now. Look, I like what Iowa State is as, as a program overall. I think Matt Campbell is a very good head coach, but I think when you look at the level that Utah is operating at, what's the big three I talk about when I'm talking about why recruits want to come to Utah? Gives you an opportunity to play early. We all have an opportunity to. That's something that I would say probably would have offered him as well. But what does it also give you the opportunity to? To win. That's something that Utah is offering on a higher level than Iowa State right now and get developed into an NFL level guy. And look, Iowa State's developed a lot of guys in NFL caliber prospects, but I will say, I, I just can't remember. And maybe there's an obvious one I'm forgetting. I can't remember a recent defensive back who is a been a Iowa State uh, elite or just high draft pick versus for Utah, I can say Jalen Johnson. I can go to Marquise Blair. I can go to Terrell Burgess. I can go to Julian Blackman. I can go to Clark Phillips, who in redrafts will go a lot higher, I believe, when you look back on this draft than he did in the fourth round overall. So what is Utah getting in Sammy Hunter? Well, they're getting a guy who's got really good speed and hips, a guy who's went against some of the top receivers in Arizona and held them scoreless. Uh, on his Twitter bio, you can even see it says, like, no touchdown club. He's, he's locked down the red zone. Um, can turn and run with really fast receivers. Um, I like the length, as I mentioned, that 5'10", 174, but nice long arms as well. It has good length there, so it allows him to bat those passes away at opportune times. He can play any type of coverage. Just plays a good swagger. Like He's comfortable getting in a receiver's face and jamming him at the line, and he moves well off the off the line too as well, can battle with receivers with good releases, does a good job staying with them, sticks to them like glue overall. Mention those long arms, and he plays the ball really well in the air. Doesn't commit pass interference, isn't grabby, keeps his hands in the right place at the right time and makes plays on the balls when he has the opportunity to do so just a guy who is not targeted a ton either you know he's just someone that if you're an offense looking and you see him there's just he's not even much separation so there's no sense in uh in really throwing the ball his way in general so um he hits hard does a good job getting off blocks too, takes good angles when closing in on ball carriers um as i mentioned really good in the red zone overall so yeah this is a guy i'm really excited about i can see why morgan scally and coach shaw were both excited to get him as a member of the utah football program because He's the type of guy I think that could be someone in a few years. Now, if we're taking a look at the corner room overall, um, he's coming into a cl- coming in a year after guys like Smith Snowden and CJ Blocker will have been with this team. Those are two guys I expect to stay ahead of him on the depth chart, at least early on. 
Hunter, as in his for the first like year, year I don't expect to see him probably right away. I just think when you look at the guys Utah has, um, I do expect after this year JT Broughton to be gone. I think Samaya Vaughn could kind of go either way, but uh, you know, Miles Battle should be in his last year as well. Look, this is going to be just a really interesting year for Utah football, right? Like this year will be they're going to go for it with this core group of guys, and the next year we're just going to see an unbelievable turnover, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because we're still dealing with the fallout of COVID and eligibility, everything being way thrown off a of whack. It's reason why guys like Cam Rising have that extra year of eligibility and everything is because of the COVID season. Some of that stuff's the reason Brand Keith he's back. So he'll get back to normal next year. But uh, yeah, I think he'll have, he'll have a chance. I should say to play in his for in his freshman year, but it's just really hard to do. I think that's something that's appealing to him about coming to Utah, but he's going to need some time a little bit just to get um, I, more than anything. I shouldn't even say time. I just think he's just going to be buried on the depth chart. A little. I just think this Utah team is look, Utah is not DBU per se. They're not to the level of an LSU and Ohio state. When you look at the recent defensive backs they have put in the NFL, but I do believe in the next tier of teams is where you would probably find a Utah because of the guys, they belong in the same area of like PAC 12 teams, like a Washington and Oregon. I feel like overall, because you look, they've put the same level of same kind of amount of defensive backs over the past few seasons into the NFL, especially look at the level of guy like Jalen Johnson's playing out right now. And, uh, We'll see if Christian Gonzalez from Oregon can get up to that level, but I feel like Utah belongs, like Rice said, right below the main teams you would consider for DBU overall. So, I, like I said, I think it'll take a little bit of time for Sammy Hunter, but, I mean, he'll have a chance early on. He will. I think he's a guy who could play in the slot, could play on the outside too. As I mentioned, I just like that swagger. There's something about a corner with swagger that I'm always going to be drawn to. I think that's a huge plus in general when you're talking about Hunter, and I think that's something that is uh, it's exciting for him too. Arizona, look, it's not Texas, Florida, or California – when you talk about high school football talent, it's only a lot of talented high school football players, especially receivers. There's elite receivers that come out of there all the time. Uh, we saw just last year how good Arizona's, um, the college itself was, obviously, at uh, with their passing offense and attack overall, averaging 30 points a game and having numerous occasions where they scored much more than that as well. And a few would wish they were held under that too. But overall, uh, I think it's great to get a guy, Sammy Hunter, as I mentioned, a three-star battle-tested. I think he's a guy too at the, at the end of the year. I think he could turn into a four-star, as I mentioned. I think my the reasons I'm not like, oh yeah, this is a day-one starter. It's more so just who's going to be battling against and some of the other guys who've been waiting and kind of biding their time just with how loaded this Utah team is at defensive backs. They're very fortunate to be in that position where you have you know guys like Cole Bishop, Sione Vaki, um, and Nate Ritchie, as I almost forgot his name for a moment, uh, just guys who are, like, are going to – we don't know if all those guys are going to stay or not, obviously. I expect – well, Vaki will have to stay, of course. But uh, just this is a strong defensive back team. This is not a team that needs guys to come in right away. They have you, – there's opportunity to earn playing time right away, but they're not someone who's like looking around like just hoping and praying that it's going to work out with them where some guy uh, falls into their lap basically because they need that help out there. That's just not something that's Utah team – needs a de- defensive back position because they have these guys here. And uh, I, which is everything you've heard too from coach Shaw. He sounds like he's a guy that players, his players love to play for Clark Phillips. All the guys really love him. He's the kind of coach who gets after his guys, but is also fair and gives them credit when they make praise, which in my opinion, those are the best kind of coaches, right? The ones who will let you know when they make a mistake, get on you in the right way, but also are there to pat you on the back and tell you good job when you do make the right play as well. I think there's a good balance in that. And it seems like that's something that coach Sean, honestly, all the Utah coaches seem to do a really good job of because it seems like the players really love playing for them. And look, guys are going to transfer and look for other opportunities. That's the world of college football right now. But uh, I feel like those are more so because they're not getting the playing time they want than having issues with the coaching staff in general, which I think is a testament to the program that uh, Kyle Whittingham has built the culture as well. And it's the reason you see three stars like Sammy Hunter who want to come and join this team too. And I know we all get enamored with the four-star prospects and uh, we'll talk about a 
four-star recruit in particular, who's named Utah to his top eight in a little bit. But these are the guys, the three stars, the two stars. This is what a lot has allowed Utah to beat the USC's, the UCLA's, the Oregon's, the Washington's of the world, who were consistently bringing in higher recruiting classes. Yet Utah's the one who was winning the Pac-12 championships the last two years and has been in the game cons- games consistently overall. So I'm really excited about what Hunter can bring. He's got great length and speed and athleticism for the position, good hips too. I think he's going to be a really good addition. And I said, I think it'll only take a year or two before we see him in Rice-Eccles Stadium breaking up some big pass plays. So uh, pass plays, excuse me. So I think some, Sammy Hunter, a really good get for this team, but he wasn't the only player to commit. We're going to talk about Hunter Andrews coming to the University of Utah in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook a little more. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under. Who do you think is going to get the first home run on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use? Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash on. You get $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. It's all caps, no spaces, locked on. Fanduel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All righty, moving on from a very talented recruit from Chandler, Arizona, and Sammy Hunter to Hunter Andrews, who comes to the University of Utah out of Texas. I mentioned Texas being one of the top high school football states, and Hunter Andrews is the guy who's going to come in here. He's a 2024 running back slash athlete, 6'2", 215 pounds, who just recently committed to the University of Utah on June 25th. And when you're talking about Andrews, I, I say emphasis on the athlete part of it. Is there a world I could see him being a running back for this team? Yes, but I, I think more so like he's this outside linebacker. I think a linebacker would make a lot of sense for him early on. And look, he's gonna, like I said, he'll have a chance. I mean, when I watch him, this guy's got good speed still. It's good speed. He's not as fast as the next guy we're talking about coming up, but really good speed overall, powerful legs, good vision. Makes good cuts, got some separation there a little bit too, like the jump cuts. I, I think he's got a little bit of explosion to him too. Runs hard, tough to tackle, takes good angles, makes good decisions, catch passes out of the backfield too. Just runs hard every time he gets the ball. We're talking about carrying guys uh, with him consistently. He can play outside linebackers, I mentioned too, and uh, just being slippery in the open field. And he's a guy too, I mentioned defensively, I think I like what he could bring as well. I think he can contribute early on on special teams when you're looking at guys to make plays on punt return and on kickoff. I think those are all things that Hunter Andrews is very capable of doing. And uh, look, anytime you play football in high school, Texas, not just because I played my high school football there, you're going to have my attention and uh, just turn it on the tape with Andrews. You can see what makes him such a challenging back to tackle all those things I just listed and, uh, and walked out there, but going along with being a good running back, you know, see a lot of times like running back when you think of like, what's the defensive equivalent to them. If you had to name a position, I think most people would say linebacker, right? Just like, big, tough, strong, but still guys with some speed, right? Not like just big, strong, and tough, like offensive line, defensive line, but linebackers are known as physical, just like running backs kind of have that physical style as well. So I think I could see him as kind of that. It says outside linebacker, see more of as an inside guy if he does make that transition to uh, to Utah, but that's the benefit of having these guys who are good athletes, right? You can have them play multiple positions. Um, Mekhi, Metakai Haley, I believe I'm saying his name correctly, who's on a mission right now, um, he comes to Utah. He'll come to Utah after Stansbury High School. He was a dynamic running back and linebacker for the Stallions. Like he's a guy who can play either side. And I think that's the kind of versatility that uh, Hunter Andrews provides as well. So this is another good get for this team overall. Because look, whenever you just get guys, I, the one thing I'll say for this for a guy like a Hunter Andrews as well. Like when you look, he we already we mentioned with uh, 
when we were talking about, as I'm forgetting his name, Sammy Hunter, just a moment ago, uh, you know, he's being the three stars, some of the length, the intangibles and everything. As far as I can tell from looking at Hunter's Twitter profile, he's not a uh, three-star athlete or anything like that. I would assume he's a, he's a two-star, which once again, as I mentioned, those are the guys that this Utah team has been using and has been allowing them to win Pac-12 championships over the last few seasons. But Andrews is the kind of guy who just plays hard. I just think that's the one thing I try on the tape and I look at and I'm like, that's a guy who wants to be successful. At least I love a guy who carries running backs, who carries defensive backs and linebackers with him, Brexter out to breaks through those arm tackles, who isn't just getting pushed out of bounds or running out of bounds easily, right? Like that's not Hunter Andrews style. He loves the contact. He loves the physicality of the game. And I think that's going to allow him to be successful with this Utah football team as well. So I, I'm very excited to see what, uh, what Hunter Andrews is going to be able to bring to this team. He's another guy. It's going to take a little bit, right? Like this is a two to, I think this could be a two year guy before two to three before we hear anything as he's kind of, you know, getting acclimated to the program, figuring out what position's best for him, if he doesn't want to stay at running back or if he's going to be more that linebacker, you know, also playing running back is that could very well be just what's best for his team, right? Because he's the biggest, the strongest, most athletic. So that's where him being a running back could change at the next level if you move him to an athlete. And Utah wasn't the only guy, only team interested in this guy either, right? He had Nebraska. He had Cal offer too. He had Northwestern. He had Houston. He had Stanford. So a lot of other schools like Sam Houston, uh, Tulane, another one, Navy, Princeton, Army, Yale. You guys get it, Rutgers, or excuse me, Rice, not Rutgers, as I put the blue logo, as I just scrolled down his Twitter page there a little bit. Like, this is a guy who had a lot of offers, and uh, a lot of people were interested in him overall. And he chose he chose Utah, which I think is a testament to this program where it's at once again. The guys want to be a part of it. They know they're going to get their fair shake at having an opportunity to compete. They're going to get developed and help themselves grow into the best version of themselves. They'll have an opportunity to play early, not just on the field, but on special teams in general. And they can be a part of a team that wins. And is set up to pursue future success too with the talent they're recruiting at, with the coaching staff in place that, that they currently have. I think this is a Utah team that has a bright present and future. It's obviously one that Hunter Andrews wanted to be a part of. So I think that's exciting for the team overall. And I'm excited to see what he can bring. I, I just like these kind of versatile running backs that are just good athletes. Like, I, yeah, he's the kind of guy, look, I don't know what his squat numbers are off the top of my head. Just watch the way he drags those defenders with him. I'm like, that guy can squat a lot. I can see the world where that guy is breaking through whether it's he's a running back and he's breaking through Pac-12 tackles eventually after he spends more time in the weight room at Utah or defensively getting through offensive linemen before bringing down those backs. I think he's the kind of guy who's capable of both those things, which I think is really exciting to be able to bring in and grab those kind of uh, those kind of players. And so Hunter Andrews is a guy I'm excited about. And uh, once again, I was hammering home. I know it's, look, the Spencer Fanos, the Smith Snowdens, the CJ Blockers, the Hunter Cleggs of the world, are those are the ones you get most excited about right away because they're the higher recruits, the higher stars. But there's a reason that Utah has been winning these Pac-12 championships. It's because of the Brant Heathies, the Devin Lloyds of the world, who come in as like two- and three-star guys um, who weren't wanted by many teams. And then they end up making the plays, making the sacrifices, and everything necessary and needed to shine at the collegiate level. And then they help transform themselves into those top players and athletes. And just everything I've seen from Andrews, it seems like he's exactly about that, doing what's best for the team, uh, committing himself. So I definitely think that he's a guy who can be a contributor for this Utah team on either side of the ball, wherever the coaching staff thinks is best for him. So uh, when you talk about Andrews and just going back to Sammy Hunter too, I think these are really two exceptional players that Utah football has been able to land and it's they, and it's been great for the team to be able to add that. And uh, speaking of Sammy Hunter as well, Utah is also interested in his teammates in Khalil Valentine, who's a 2024 four-star running back, 6'10", 170, elite track runner, so speed as well, which we love. He landed in Utah. Utah landed in his top eight, and he's actually currently crystal balled to Utah on 24-7 sports. And when you look at the teams that were also amongst his top eight, I think it makes sense why he's looking at Utah. But I will say it's a, it's a very good group. That is looking at him. Let's just roll roll over it. It's um or go over it. Excuse me. 
Auburn, Oregon, we mentioned Utah, Penn State, Michigan State, Oregon State, Illinois, and Miami. I think all those teams have their appeal, right? I look at a team like Miami, Auburn, and yeah, let's just do Miami and Auburn to start. Miami, Auburn, and Oregon State. Let's throw Oregon State in there. All teams ascending in college football, right? I think, and as bad as Auburn was last year, I think they'll start taking the steps in the right direction. I know it's fun to crap on Mario Cristobal after what Utah did to him in the Pac-12 championship two years ago, and they had a down year in Miami. It takes time to turn and build things around. I think Miami will take the right step forward, and we know what Jonathan Smith and Oregon State are capable of, so that's another one. Um, Illinois, I don't think, is in the greatest position, obviously, right now, but uh, still doing some positive things. Uh, Brett Bielema and them had some uh, fun moments last season, but just not to the level of these other teams. Michigan State with Mel Tucker, they were a little down last year, but they still offer some appealing things as well, of course. Um, and then you get in the position then where if you're looking at the top three programs, at least how they're operating right now on this list, it's clearly Oregon, Utah, and Penn State. So I think the one thing you look at with what Utah and Oregon provide in particular is, well, and just in general, of the teams named to his top eight, Utah is clearly the one closest to home, which is very important. And playing at Utah, Oregon would, of course, allow them an opportunity pretty much once a season because you all, Utah pretty much always plays the Arizona, Arizona teams, usually both of them, if not one of them for sure. I know they're changing the schedule a little bit now, now just putting the two best teams in there rather than just the, the team from the South and the, on the Pac-12 South and North and uh, all of that. But um, yeah, I think that's where, I think that's why Utah is going to end up beating out of Penn state who looked just beat them right now. I think Penn state is a little bit better of a program than Utah. And then look, just in general, Oregon, you would consider a better program, but as I mentioned, I think the Utah aspect of them being close to home as well as they given that opportunity to play early, I think is uh, where he's got a really good opportunity. Then it makes sense that he would be, 20 crystal ball to Utah, the closest to home, the opportunity to win. And once again, the opportunity to play with his teammate. He said after Sammy Hunter tweeted out, he was 100% committed. The Valentine tweeted out proud of you brother with a heart emoji. And look, when you're talking about Valentine, I think I'm, I'm rattling off all the reasons that he compared to the other schools might want to come to Utah. What would Utah be getting if he did decide to choose Utah? They'd be getting an explosive running back. I really like Hunter Andrews. I just went over everything. This is a different level of speed when you watch it on tape. It really pops off. The explosion, the burst through holes, that ability to separate from defenses, long strides, um, incredible vision. He sees cutback lanes constantly and makes good decisions whether that's bouncing run to the inside or cutting them back or cutting them to the outside. I think both those he does a great job of too. Um, can really good job making defenders miss. Incredibly shifty as well, and just an explosive back. He's a guy I think as a running back might need a year or two just to put on a little bit more muscle to play in the Pac-12 level, but I could definitely see making some plays inside rice Eccles Stadium. And I, if the offensive line up front, if they give this man a crease, he's breaking through it, and I think he's going for six. So I think Valentine would be a great addition to this team. I love that he's 24, uh, crystal, seven crystal ball to Utah. Those are not always 100% accurate, but at least from what I've seen, they're pretty close to, maybe not 100%, I'll say 80 to 90. At least from what I've seen, you guys can correct me in the comments if you think it's otherwise, but I just feel like those are usually a good indication. And once again, I just think it makes a lot of sense when you're looking at what is the best program currently right now. Um, and this is just me spitballing about like location-wise. Like what's the best program right now in close relation to Arizona I believe it is Utah. I think there's some, look, there's some teams in Texas right now. Maybe if Texas can get back on track, but I don't even know if he has a Texas offer based on um, what I looked at. And as I mentioned, the team's interested in him, but of the teams in that top eight, what's one's offering on the best that's closest to home. That is clearly far and away a Utah team. So I think Cleo Valentine coming to Utah would make a lot of sense. Also gets to come up with his buddy and Sammy Hunter too. So I think that's something that's really appealing too. And uh, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for this Utah team to, continue to bolster what's already looking like a really strong 2024 recruiting class. We know they already got four-star in Isaac Wilson. 
or of Isaac Wilson, excuse me, as I get tripped up on my words a little bit. Um, but I think there's just a lot of room for this class to continue to get stronger overall. So I'm excited to see if Valentine will be a Ute and join not just Sammy Hunter, but also Hunter Andrews, who also committed. So Utah recruiting, look, Kyle Whittingham and his staff, they do a great job. They cast a wide net. They recruit Texas, Florida, and California all pretty well. They also do a good job finding the underrated guys, and I love always checking in on Arizona. I think Arizona is a top 30 high school football state. I actually think Utah's a top high 30 high school football state, too. Those of you uh, listening to this, remember earlier this week, I had Moose Bingham on to talk about some of the top in-state recruits. There's, there's, there's a lot of talent in the West. I think it gets overshadowed by, look, SEC balls. So you get the Georgia and Alabama high schools. A lot of people love to Google and Gaga over them overall, but I think that uh, the West is full of a lot of talented teams, and uh I think it'd be great for Utah to continue to add these talented players to their program. If they want to continue to remain one of the prominent forces in the PAC 12, when it comes to football and something I feel like they're going to be able to do and not just because of the coaching of Kyle Whittingham, Andy Ludwig, and then of course, Morgan Scali, but because of the players and their commitment to this team and excellence and success as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to land Valentine, but either way, a win landing Andrews and Hunter that is going to do it for our episode of Locked On Utes here today, but we will be back with more Utah-related content tomorrow. Once again, I'm JT Wister, so appreciate you joining us. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you then on Locked On Utes.